Welcome back, Everyday Business Leaders. I'm Melanie Ake, your host for the show, coming to you from JP the Geek Studio here in Greenwood, Indiana. I'm thrilled to have you here with us today. Join me as we connect and celebrate remarkable business leaders from our very own community who are redefining the way we think and grow. Remember, subscribe to our channel so you'll never miss an episode. Today, we have another exciting segment in store for you from our business innovation and inspirational leaders. Today, you're going to meet Kelsey Sparks. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Melanie. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me out. I'm so excited to be on the show. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing this for a long time together. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we just connected right away ever from the first time we got coffee together. I just really respected you and felt like I could learn so much from you. So I'm so excited to be on your show. Uh, Well, you know what they say about mentorship? Like you learn so much more from your mentee. So that's how I feel about you. This is a great relationship because the things that you stand for, the principles and the guidelines that you've been raised with are so parallel to my story. And so I really wanted to make sure everyday business leaders celebrated you as an up and coming business leader for the next generation. You're an inspiration to the youth. Now you're going to say, I'm not youth, (laughs) but what you're doing is really creating what's next for us. So I'm, I'm excited to share your story today. Well, thank you. I I think you're giving me too good of a review there, but I I do appreciate it a lot. It's awesome. So what we're going to talk about today, just kind of a little sneak peek for people that are already watching. um, You're involved in Habitat for Humanity of Johnson County. You are involved with the Alley Cats, and I can't wait to share the story about the Alley Cats. Your own family that has been a great inspiration to you, Chick-fil-A, homeschooled to really going into public environments and being a speaker, the things that you have realized in your career, and you're a realtor. I get bored if I sit around for too long. I I have to always be doing something. So let's just try it all and see. Oh my gosh. I know. So I want to start where you started with your family, the inspiration. I always say the people that have inspired you to become kind of that core, the core values that you have. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about your family, how you were raised and kind of those beliefs that you've continued to carry with you. Yeah, my family has been amazing. I am blessed to have two parents that love me so much and they're still together and they, you know, raised us with a lot of Christian values. They really have always modeled servant leadership for me because they have sacrificed so much for me and my siblings over the years. Um, You know, even back when the recession of 08 hit, my dad worked in construction. Mm. Not a good time to work in construction. Mm -hmm. And so looking back now as an adult, I know that they were going through some hard times but but I didn't know as a kid because they never let us feel that. Um, I know even at one point, like my dad's car broke down and he had to borrow a car from somebody and he still took me to all my softball games and made sure that I got everywhere that I needed to go. And I didn't even fully realize till I was an adult what mm. all sacrifices they were making for me. And they still sacrifice for all of us. So... You know, that's a great lesson for people to really listen to. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing today? I hear so many people that are struggling with 
business issues, that it goes back to life issues. If you're not sacrificing for other people, if you've never felt that sacrifice that someone else can provide to you, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to kind of think about how to serve people, right? (laughs) So I love that you talked about that first because everything really ties into your story of the things that you've learned and how you're such a confident leader today. I think it just exemplifies who Kelsey Sparks is. Well, thank you. I think... uh, one thing I learned about confidence in college is that you just got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> We're all scared. I think, uh, what's the statistic? Like 70% of people feel imposter syndrome. So nobody's really that confident. Just just pretend to be confident. You come off as confident. It works out. Well, you talked about speeches, right? Giving, Getting mm-hmm. up and giving a speech. But, you know, people say that that is the scariest thing mm-hmm. for them to do. Like 98% of the population would never want to get up and speak in front of anyone. Mm -hmm. And so going from homeschool environment to like, okay, now I have to like really be social in the world and and the expectations and the fear of transferring through that. But you didn't. You had a great mentor to help you realize like, what did he tell you? What did he tell you about that? Yeah. So so I was homeschooled growing up. And I gave some speeches and stuff at at different classes, but I don't know if I gave as many as a public school kid would give. I've never been to public school. I don't really know. But I got to college and freshman year speech class. I'm going to talk about two different mentors, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Freshman year speech class, I was so blessed to have John Crane as my professor. He's a state senator now for Indiana. He is awesome. So he stands up first day of class. He says, okay, everybody stand up. And we all stand up. And he says, why did you stand up? We're a little freshmen. We said, oh, you told us to stand up because you said so. He said, because I own the room. And when you're standing up here, you own the room and people don't even know if you're going to mess up or if you say something you didn't mean to say, they're looking at you as the authority Mm -hmm. because you own the room right now. So that is something that I think helped me giving speeches. And then as I got further into college, I had to do a presentation on leadership. It was 45 minutes long. It was just me. And I was really nervous. I was, I was kind of shaking during it. And, and afterwards my professor complimented me and told me that you looked so confident. And if you ever want to come speak to the other college that I teach at, I would have you speak in front of all the students. And I said, oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> that's so nice of you, but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't confident though. I, I was shaking. I'm glad you couldn't see it, but I was, I was shaking. <laughs> and I said, how long until that goes away? And he said, no, you don't want it to go away. That The nerves mean that you care. Mm-hmm. And if you ever stop feeling nervous, it means that you don't care. He'd been a pastor for like 20 years. He said, I still get nervous. Mm -hmm. And you should. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know, like my my mentor, John Maxwell, always says, right, it's about your audience. And if you can connect to your audience, figuring out a way to really be real and authentic, then you can impact more people the way that you want to present. So whatever it is, like thinking about that presentation, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It really is about that audience. It is. uh, I love that. Yeah. And you model servant leadership really well, which is something that I, you know, really want to talk (laughs) about. And I've been so blessed to grow up with so many people that really modeled servant leadership to me. We talked about my parents already, but 
Growing up, I was actually a really shy kid. I told my boss. No way. I, I know. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was so quiet. I just didn't talk very much in a group. And I told my boss at Habitat that this week, Leanne, and she said, I don't believe that. That's not true. You were never shy. <laughs> but I was. Mm -hmm. And in middle school, I started going to a new youth group that I went to all through high school. It's run by a couple named Mike and Pam Bandy. And for some reason, they decided that I was going to be a leader. So they, <laughs> they saw something in me that I, I don't know what they saw, but they decided to really push me out of my comfort zone. And they had always said that they wanted all the kids going through their youth groups to be leaders. And so they really, really pushed me and mm. honestly changed my life and how I interact with other people in the world. And I think by the time I graduated high school, I was a completely different person <laughs> than the shy little girl that walked into their house in middle school. Mm -hmm. So in college, I started working for Chick-fil-A in Greenwood and worked for Rick Johnson and his wife, Katie, and they modeled servant leadership so well. I remember there were times that we'd be short-staffed or we'd be struggling in the restaurant and Rick and Katie would come in to help and not only would they help but they would do the job that none of us wanted to do and they would go wipe at the tables I mean they could have come in run the ship it's their restaurant but no they they came in and they wiped tables they never would ask us to do anything that they wouldn't do themselves they just modeled servant leadership so well and I was so blessed to have a boss mm -hmm. like that you know, in college, it's my first, like, quote-unquote real job. I grew up refing soccer games, yeah. so I'd been out, but <laughs> quote-unquote real job and just learned so much from Rick and Katie in my time at Chick-fil-A. Mm. So the philosophy, so a lot of people will say, maybe they're watching this, right? They love the chicken sandwiches yeah. or their nuggets, or they're, like, addicted to their sweet tea. <laughs> but the philosophy is what drives us to come to the culture of Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. And they have kind of a, a design. I've worked with Jeff Henderson that worked with the marketing team with Chick-fil-A, and he's one of inside of the John Maxwell team and a lot of different programs. And he talks about you know, his experience with throwing the cows out in the middle of the Georgia game, like <laughs> he thought he was going to get fired and it actually started to become their brand. Yeah. And so the way that they think, though, isn't be scared to take a risk. It's really the philosophy of going that extra mile. Yeah. So when um, when they talked to you when you were getting trained and they were bringing you on board, you know, what's different than going to McDonald's or going to Walmart, that hiring on process? How did they onboard you? Well, I can't speak to differences per se because I didn't experience those other other companies, but I remember sitting down my first day and Nathan Johnson, Rick's son, sat me down and, you know, he said, I don't know your background. I don't know if you know much about the Bible, but Chick-fil-A has this philosophy of second mile service and it comes from a passage in the Bible. So back in Bible times, if a Roman soldier asked you to carry his armor, you had to do it for one mile, and then your civic duty was done. So you could drop the armor one mile in, no more. But Jesus said, if someone asks you to go one mile, go with him too. And that's what he's referencing. Hold on to that armor and keep going that second mile. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to do that. They, The Jews were angry that they had to carry the armor at all. And Jesus is saying, don't only go that first mile that you have to go legally, but go the second mile. Mm -hmm. And so Nathan was talking about how much they appreciate and love their guests. And they really want to exemplify that second mile service. And that's where that comes from. So at Chick-fil-A, 
that's why they try to go above and beyond. They just try to model what Jesus said about second mile service. Mm. And that kind of brings me to another quote that I wanted to talk about from another mentor in my life. Yeah. I've, I've been blessed to be surrounded by so many great people, if you haven't picked up on that thread already. <laughs> but um, it's something that Craig Westrick told me, and he was my high school soccer coach. But he's a lot more than that. Him and Maria, his wife, are kind of like my second parents. I've been best friends with their daughters since, I don't know, I was 16, a long time. And we were on the phone one day, Craig and I were, and I was trying to make some decisions about like kind of where to go in life. And, and he said, Kelsey, leadership is never about control. It is always about sacrifice. And that's something that I don't think I'll ever forget. And it kind of fits with a biblical theme too. Like the Bible says that the son of man, talking about Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so we have this perfect example here of, of Jesus coming to serve. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like so often in our culture today, when we think of a leader or wanting to be a leader, so many people like they want to be up on stage. They want the fame. They want the glory. They want the acclaim. They want to be in charge. Mm -hmm. But I think we got it all backwards. I think that for people that have a call of leadership on their life, it's not about control. It's not about the fame and fortune and glory. It is about sacrifice and it is about being a servant and putting other people first. And I'm just so blessed that I've had so many people in my life that have, that have done that for me and modeled that. That is so amazing. I love your heart. I mean, I know people are feeling that right now through this interview of having those mentors that have really been able to guide you to give you that inner confidence and that faith-based background really has secured you in your confidence of how you show up with people. Uh, I want you to talk to us a little bit about... Hi, this is Melanie Ake. When you visit everydayleaders.com, you'll find valuable resources to become a better leader in your life. Women's leadership programs, including top floor women, our monthly networking events, corporate workshops, and strategic business coaching services. Discover classes and products to develop yourself, including our morning leadership devotionals. Don't forget, order one of my inspirational books, sign up for classes, or pick up some gear in the leader store. Listen to the Everyday Business Leaders podcast, apply to be a guest in our studio, or even sponsor your own commercial advertisement. Contact us today at everydayleaders.com. This frisbee stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The frisbee stuff. When I was in school, like, you know, I played ice hockey, which was not normal for kids. So I played on an all boys league for many, many years with the only girl. And I thought that was kind of like, well, I didn't know any different because that's what I did. But I played a lot of sports like you. Mm -hmm. So I think, okay, this whole thing about there is a professional frisbee group here in Indiana. So if people don't know about that, (laughs) but how did you even get interested in thinking about like, oh, I'm just in the backyard playing Frisbee Mm -hmm. one day. And then all of a sudden you're really involved in the community. Yeah. I, I grew up playing every sport in the book, kind of like you said. That's awesome about ice hockey, by the way. <laughs> we got to talk more about that later. Um, 
But yeah, grew up playing every sport. Us Sparks, we really like sports. So soccer was my main sport growing up, but I played everything else too. And in middle school, actually in that youth group that I talked about earlier, some of my friends started playing ultimate frisbee. And I remember one day I was at the gym at the gathering place <laughs> and I saw somebody throw a forehand for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? You got to show me that. So he shows me how to throw the forehand, and from that point on, I was just spending hours in the yard throwing against the house, actually. So um, <laughs> Your dad's in construction. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> mom and dad, if you wondered where those dents were coming from, it was me with a frisbee. Sorry. <laughs> so I practiced and practiced and, you know, eventually got involved in leagues and stuff, and then I ended up playing for the women's professional team out of Indianapolis in 2021, which is the same year that the Alley Cats reached out to me, and they wanted to do a 60-second video to use as a commercial and just have somebody explain ultimate frisbee in 60 seconds so they reached out to me and had me out to their studio there was a green screen behind me i'd never <laughs> been on camera before at all so it was a lot to learn like you know stand wow. on the tape stand up straight <laughs> smile a lot <laughs> and uh, the video went pretty well because a, a couple days later derek one of the owners texted me and he said we really liked the video and we actually have an opening for a color commentator for our last home game. We think you'd be good at it. We'll pay you. Come come do this. And so I get the text message and I think, wow, that's really nice, but no way. I am not doing that. I am not going to go be... set in, right? Uh, no. Live broadcast, it's like two and a half hours long. That's a lot of opportunity to say something dumb and get made fun of forever. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? All the stages in my life where I've really grown, it's because I've been pushed out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. whether that was my decision or not. But mm -hmm. I thought this is this is an opportunity for growth. They said it's a paid position. So worst case scenario, I still get paid. Maybe I can go into comedy and talk about how bad I was at color commentating. So I thought best case scenario, I'll keep doing it. Worst case scenario, how many people can say they were a color commentator? on a professional sports game. So I'll have a story, worst case scenario. So I say yes. And um, actually our very first broadcast, I was so scared. I, I was like shaking and I'm really blessed to be able to work with John Herrick. He is my play-by-play -play partner for the Alley Cats. Mm -hmm. He actually works for IU Sports now. He is one of the best in the business mm -hmm. and he's really taken me under his wing and, and shown me what it takes to be a good broadcaster. So I'm so thankful <laughs> that he's been so patient with me and so great to work with. So I am, you know, with John getting ready for the for the first broadcast ever. And there was actually a mess up on the league level. It wasn't the Alley Cat's fault, <laughs> but the league messed up something and we had to stall. We were supposed to talk for five minutes, but we ended up having to talk for, I think it was 30 minutes. So John's a pro and he keeps feeding me questions, but I'm sweating bullets like this is the longest five minutes of my whole entire life. I am never doing this again, ever. <laughs> but we got through it and uh, I, I'm still here and I am so appreciative of the Alley Cats. They've done so much to invest in me as a person and they really believe in me. They believed in me even when we were stalling and it wasn't going well my first time. So <laughs> Derek and Tim and Travis, they've all been awesome, as well as John. So, Now, where do they play? Where do they play here locally? The last couple years, their home games have been at Grand Park. 
I'm not sure if we're going to be back at Grand Park next year. That hasn't been announced yet. They're figuring out the the venue. But, yeah, um, up on the north side is where they have been. So they play in the AUDL, American Ultimate Disc League. And there are teams all over the country. There are two teams in Canada, actually. Wow. And the AUDL actually just did an article on me and another female broadcaster for Chicago. So they were kind of pushing the female broadcasting team. So that came out recently. And we were both lucky to be mentored by the same woman who is, she's one of the main broadcasters for the league, just uh, countrywide. Her Mm. name's Megan Tormey. And we had never met in person before, but she took time to talk to me on the phone before my first broadcast and give me some pointers. And so she, she's been so awesome and I would love to pass that on to other women wanting to get involved in sports broadcasting so mm-hmm. if you are interested please talk to me yeah. <laughs> that is awesome you know I went to Ball State for broadcasting and and I just decided like the path was going to change for me and but now I've been able to use that in all the jobs that I've ever had which mm-hmm. I think it gives you a sense of confidence like how do you know what's going to happen or kind of lead mm-hmm. the next thing right because people want to be entertained but they also want to be educated on what's happening so kudos to you because that's like something that you just kind of stepped into but you had been trained I think training your whole life you know they say um, luck is when preparation meets opportunity so I think you have been really groomed for the things that you're doing today and and so yeah things are going to happen continuously Mm -hmm. in your life yeah I think I just have been so blessed to be around such good mentors and people Mm -hmm. that really, really pushed me to succeed and really just gave me a lot of great advice and direction. And so, yeah, going on to the next thing has never had to be too scary because I knew that I had so many people behind me Mm -hmm. and I'm also able to laugh at myself. So, you know, if you mess up, (laughs) you mess up, whatever. (laughs) I want to transition Mm -hmm. about Habitat for Humanity, because when we talk about giving the things that you're doing and the things that you're giving back to working for Habitat for Humanity in Johnson County, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal, like building a house for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And you guys have recently become a partner with Because One. Talk to us about that relationship with Because One. What does that mean? What does that help you guys accomplish? And uh, and what are you doing through this? Yeah. So I love working for Habitat for Humanity of Johnson County. Leanne Wilbur, our executive director, is awesome. She is so good to us. I love working for her. And I love that we get to wake up every morning and, and do something good for the community, help people, and help give people a second chance is really what it is. So I love working for Habitat. They have a phenomenal mission. And we are so excited to be partnered with Because One. Mm -hmm. We had an awesome sponsor, sponsor our room, Taylor Artizone with the Artizone Group. He really connected with our mission and decided to sponsor our room. So we are on Because One now. And actually through October 31st, if you follow (laughs) us, Habitat for Humanity, on Because One, your free follow will raise a dollar for Habitat. Oh, my gosh. that's exciting. All right. So Because One, go there right now, becauseone.com. And look for Habitat for Humanity, Johnson County. And then there's a follow button. So sign up with your email, follow them, and you will get a dollar. 
through October 31st? Yes, your free follow will raise a dollar for Habitat. So we're excited about that. And we're excited about the platform in general. It's such a cool concept. They've done a great job with it. So once you make your account and follow us, you can follow along with our needs and we'll be posting actual tangible needs. So for example, we need a nail gun right now. How cool is it that you could sponsor a nail gun that's going to be used <laughs> to build Habitat homes? Wow. You know, you're, you're building hope for families mm-hmm. and the whole idea of because one is because one person gives, it can inspire the next person to give. So it's kind of almost a social media site too. So because one person donates this nail gun to us, maybe somebody else donates a box of nails to go with it. You know, you can see and it's it's really cool. So we're excited to see how this partnership can grow. I love because when the girls were in the studio a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, Stacia and Stephanie, they are wonderful people and they how are. they thought about creating this space for people that are doing nonprofit work Mm -hmm. to really partner with investors and donors, I think is amazing because you never know, like, and it helps them reduce the cost of websites and managing that. And they really promote those organizations. So uh, congratulations. And I really am going to post this on social media through October 31st. So remember, go to becauseone.com, look for Habitat for Humanity, follow them, just fill out your email address and click that follow button (laughs) so they can also get a dollar towards their services. So I'm really proud of you for that. I know that's just kind of makes sense that the things that you're doing are all about servant leadership. Well, thank you. That's kind of you to say. I've always been passionate about helping other people, connecting other people, I would say. And I've just been really blessed to have some of these opportunities. So I love working for Habitat. It's a great organization. (laughs) It is a great organization, but that's not all. Kelsey Sparks is also in alignment with the things that are in your heart and you are a realtor. I am a realtor. People may not even know that about you. That's new. That's new too. (laughs) So yeah, I am super excited about that. Got licensed just here this summer and I'm working with Fathom Realty and then I'm on a local team as well. I'm on the Eli Skinner team, uh, Simplify at Fathom Realty and they've been awesome to work with. Eli is one of the best in the business and he's taken me under his wing and given me a lot of great advice. So it is a lot easier to do something new when you have a good mentor that's going to be there for you the mm-hmm. whole way, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say, my gosh, you, how do you spend all this time doing all these amazing things that you're really giving back to people? And and I think of realty like all of these under other industries that say, well, how do you stand out? How, how mm-hmm. did you choose which company to go with? Because there's a lot of choices. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that say, oh, I got my real estate license. I don't use it. Or Dave Ramsey says it's always a great time to buy a house. Yeah. But yet people are saying the interest rates are a little high. So how do you differentiate yourself in that space to say, look, I can help you because I, what is that? Mm-hmm. Well, I chose my team because I've known Eli since since I was a kid, actually. He used to lead worship at Mount Pleasant when I was like eight <laughs> years old. He had us all jumping up and down to like Little Light of Mine or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, you have that you know, relationship, yeah, right? Yeah. So there you go. So that's how I chose my team. But the way to stand out, I think, is just to show genuine care and concern for other people. I mean... You're not going to just be a number with me. I would love to have you out for coffee and talk about what you're looking for in a home. And we have technology now that it's really easy to search those parameters and we can adjust those as we go. And 
yeah, so just genuine concern and, and care for others is what I'm trying to put out there. I really do care and I, I have your back. I'll work hard for you. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about how Fathom is different than other uh, brokerage real estate companies than kind of what mainstream might be. Yeah. Fathom is founded on biblical principles as well, actually. So they are all about servant leadership, just the same as (laughs) Chick-fil-A. And, you know, it made sense that that's where Eli chose to make his team just because of everything that I've known about Eli growing up. And like I said, known him since I was like eight years old. So just that idea of servant leadership. Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, Kelsey, this has been awesome. I think all the things that you've done, you know, and and I look at you and go, you could be my daughter. (laughs) But what I love is you're in this generation that a lot of people don't give credit to that are kind of in the business world that say, oh, it's the millennials or, oh, it's the Gen Zers and they don't get it. What would you tell the group of people that are watching this that may not know you, but then say, What's your message to kind of your community, to your generation, to the people that are saying, I can lead better and I can be known for something and not just be like, oh, I have a label on me. Mm -hmm. I can give back. What's that message from your heart to the listeners today? Well, I think it is about the heart and about where you're coming from. Going back to that quote from Craig Craig Westrick, you know, leadership is never about control. It's always about sacrifice. And then going back to the to the Bible verse that we talked about earlier, that Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so if if God came to serve us, you know, how much more so should we serve others and wash each other's feet? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in in our culture today, I know that you kind of have to brand yourself on social media. That's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But just keeping the focus on what really matters and serving others. You know, it's not about getting rich and famous and being successful just for for the sake of being successful. Mm-hmm. It's about serving others. And so if there's a call on your life to be a leader, then it's a call to lay down yourself for the mm-hmm. people in your care. Mm-hmm. You said it best. There's no other way to say it. Go back and listen to this. You're an amazing person. And I'm so glad that you spent time with us today in the studio and all the things that you're involved in from the Alley Cats broadcasting, taking that role at Chick-fil-A, like knowing who you are, being involved in Habitat for Humanity and real estate with Fathom Realty. I think all those things really make you the person that people want to connect to. And you're so confident and I'm so proud of you for just taking that step and taking a chance on yourself in a lot of ways that you didn't know what that direction was going to be, but you just step forward. Well, thank you. I (laughs) appreciate you saying all those really, really kind (laughs) words. And I look up to you a lot. So I'm so excited to be on your show and so excited for everything you've got going on. Thank (laughs) you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime, a friend of the show. And we want to follow you, the things that you're doing in the community. So please come back. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Awesome. Great. Well, now you know who Kelsey Sparks is. And so we're really excited because all of our business leaders are stopping by the studio to help you learn how to become a better leader. So thank you for tuning in today. I hope you were inspired to think and grow differently about your business, your life, and how to be involved in our community. Remember, the journey of growth and innovation never ends. And it's our mission to keep bringing you the best insights right here from our community. Stay tuned for more episodes that are filled with wisdom, innovation, and inspiration. 
This is Melanie Ake signing off from JP the Geek Studio, where better IT service is just a call away. They say, own it, secure it, protect it. Until next time, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and turn on those notifications so you'll never miss an episode. Everyday Leaders helps you to become a better leader every day. It's not what you do in a day. It's what you do every day that makes the most impact.